Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. everybody and welcome to paul listening behind the curtain if i have to tell you what it is you were just watching and or listening to recently you don't know much about broadway because one of the classics of all time wicked is in chicago uh and it is here through december 4th and and listen if you're like me i saw it 15 times before it ever made it to this trip to chicago but i still have gone back to see it and uh folks i know have gone back over and over again it's just one of the best shows ever and i want you to meet two of the stars of wicked who are here in chicago enjoying things and they are kimberly emmanuel who plays nessa rose and jake peterson who of course is bach welcome to both of you thanks for spending some time thanks for having us wicked is a favorite show and by the way i know you listen to my podcast every week just nod and uh because just last week i interviewed stephen schwartz and so uh that that people can go watch the stephen schwartz interview it was for children of eden but of course we talk so much about wicked as well so it's something you would enjoy what is it like for you guys i'll start with you uh kimberly you're in a stephen schwartz show i mean it's just i was kind of all fangirl when i talked to him because it's just amazing Oh my gosh, it's a dream come true. I mean, I'm a fangirl every time. He saw our show last week and just being able to sing his music for him and interact with him after the show truly is like so extraordinary. Um, I've been such a fan of his work since I was so small. Like you said, this show and so many others that he's written are so iconic and also just like have the sounds of, my like to me wicked is a score that 
was one of the first ones that I heard that started my love for theater. And so every single time that I'm backstage and I hear that overture, I'm like, wow, I'm in not only Wicked, but a Stephen Schwartz show. Um, and it's, it's so special. Yeah, so I'm a little older than you. So for me, it was hearing scores like Pippin uh, and uh, and Godspell that just went, this guy's amazing. So as I said, so such great fun to interview. I've interviewed him before, but uh, it was such a great chat uh, for this time around. And and Jay, I guess I should ask you the same thing because, I mean, look, you've been in, you know, well, you know, the first, well, when I saw you opening night, let me just say this. When I saw you opening night, you were on stage and I turned to my partner and and within minutes I said, this guy like totally has to be um crutchy in newsies and and you were you you were so I, it was just i just it was the look it was the whatever but you were so very newsies crutchy so you yourself have been in such great musicals uh, as well but talk to me about doing the stephen schwartz thing yeah i mean it's truly also a dream come true i grew up listening to his music um i was uh, and you were bringing up Pippin. I brought, I did Pippin in high school, and like I'm a huge fan of his work, truly. And so, like when he came to the show, I was, you know, a little nervous just because you want to be as good as you can be for this awesome legend, you know. But he was truly so lovely to meet and such a nice human, um, and that just makes it even better, right? But being in yeah. his show is just, it's surreal. It's, it's, not, I can't even begin to explain how cool it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I. Every day I do the the opening and I get to sit back there and I watch like the ensemble go on before me and it's truly uh, it's one of my happiest and proudest moments so it's an honor to be. And listen, you work with other greats too because you were in Escape to Margaritaville and and of course uh, Kimberly you did Hades Town White Christmas uh, which is actually back in Chicago not not with Broadway but back in Chicago this uh, this Christmas time they were going to cast me as General Waverly and uh, yeah and I said I'm I'm not old enough for that role so anyway uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Wicked. So Kimberly, uh, listen, I think everybody knows the story of Wicked, but we probably should talk about it just for those who don't. Of course, it's based on The Wizard of Oz, but it's actually more fun than The Wizard of Oz in some ways. Yeah, yeah, it is, you know, based on The Wizard of Oz, you get a lot of the characters that you see in that show, but it's about the perspective of the Wicked Witch. So you learn how she has grown up and how she went to college and you learn to really, really love her and see her as such a three-dimensional person and an activist and a kind-hearted person who just wants the best for the world, for the animals that she wants to fight for. Um, And along the way, you know, people fall in love with each other. Um, You see her her interactions and how her relationship started with Glinda the Good. And um, to me, it's just a beautiful story of a woman who learns how to stand in her power and um, kind of owns the fact of like the, the show constantly questions like good and evil, like what is wicked to begin with? And what I love about this show is that every since there's no like true villain. I mean, maybe one or two, but for the most part, every single person has good and bad aspects to them. And so everybody is really three dimensional and, um, I I really love that aspect because in The Wizard of Oz, I feel like there's like this person's the hero and this person's the villain. And this show really kind of questions that. Well, and of course, in in the movie, Margaret Hamilton is the Wicked Witch of the West. I mean, is is basically pure evil in that movie. I mean, there's nothing redeeming about her that we can see. But here, Elphaba, and we get to learn her name, right? (laughs) Apparently, Elphaba. Okay, I know you know this, but I always have fun. So, and I'm getting to you in a second, Jake. But Kimberly, you, you do know why she's named Elphaba, right? 
No, I don't. I believe, Jake. I, yeah, I believe it's um, because of the author's name and things like that. The author of The Wizard of Oz was L. Frank Baum. Yes. And oh, so, my gosh. I never connected that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, there's, all, there's, there's little things like that all the way through. And the, the original author of Wicked, which began as a book, uh, Greg, is uh, just is so clever in, in, in the way he's done. But by the way, Nessa Rose, you're a Wicked Witch. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us who Nessa Rose is. Well, Nessa Rose is the younger sister of Elphaba, and she is the reason that Elphaba goes to this school, and um, she has a very special relationship with her sister that um, kind of, uh, it's so hard to say without giving anything away. I don't want to say That's why I'm asking you the question, because I don't want to give things away and have you say you should have said that. Yeah, um, but they they develop kind of a compl- complicated relationship, and I get to play a very fun arc. That's all I'll really say. But all right. I get to and, have like a very very interesting arc that I love playing every night. And for those who know the Wizard of Oz very well, as I do, grew up with it. Um, I will say that even at one point, your your outfit, your stockings, um, are exactly the Wizard of Oz stockings, and I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> so for people who remember it, will know. So Jake, you play Bach. And um, uh, again, I'm not going to say what that means, so I'll, I'll decide how much you want to disclose about that. But tell me about Bach. Yeah, he's um, he's kind of this quirky little munchkin boy who is just completely taken by uh, Miss Galinda, and, and from the get-go, he's just starstruck by this beautiful creature. And kind of, you get. I also get to have a really cool arc. Um, can't give too much away either, but um, I I love playing him because he's got a lot of. Me and him, he's this, like I said, quirky kind of uh, character that people like to chew him off like a fly, but he keeps coming back and uh, he's got a little funny moments here and there. And so um, he has this big moment at the end and it's, uh, it's a surprise for the audience most of the time. And it's always fun to be a part of that. Would you say he's a character full of heart? I would, yes. Okay. <laughs> that was a little clue. And, and of course, and I know you can't give this away too, but you know, again, all the times I've watched the show, I too... And we're going to have this little conversation annoying people because we're not getting stuff away. But you go through a transition. And, and, and obviously, there's a key to the transition where we, you have to leave the stage sort of for a little bit. But um, I, is it, can you tell me anything about how that transition happens to make it work? I'm not going to make you, you do that, Kimberly. I'm going to put it on Jake. Yeah. What, can you tell us anything? About the transition. About the transition. Like, do you leave the state? Do you come back? Do, do you, what, what, how is it, how does it happen in a safe way to disclose it? Um, well, there's a lot of magic that goes into Wicked. Um, that is, there's a lot of, um, hands on deck that goes unseen. Um, and I'll just kind of leave it at that. And I'm not <laughs> alone in this process. And I am so great, eternally grateful for all the people who support me in this transition, if you will. And of course, as you travel, by the way, great Chicago actor named Yando Lopez is actually on Broadway now, uh, understudying Bach and playing Bach on, on many nights. So good to see Chicagoans in that shit. Well, because I'm from Chicago. So uh, love to see that. And as we talked before we went on, Alexander Billings, who played Madame Morrible, uh, also was in that show. And she'll always be a Chicago even though she's in LA now, but talk to me uh, if you would, Kimberly. The the the, the women who play um, Alphaba and Gl- and Glinda, Galinda. Uh, that's another change we go through in the in the show. I got to tell you, when I first saw the show, and I was there opening night in New York with Idina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth. Like, yeah, wow. I was there, and I thought to myself, no one can ever play Alphaba again because you can't. Who can who can hit the notes that Idina Menzel is hitting? These actors are amazing. Yes. Yes. I am inspired by the women 
Jennifer um, Newberry and Lisa de Guzman every single day um, because their resilience and stamina and heart and vulnerability that they put into this these parts every single day is honestly I don't know in in my experience like unmatched I am like in awe because the two of them also they barely ever call out they just like have this um I don't know this strength about them that like their like sheer talent allows them to play these parts like so brilliantly and they also both bring themselves I, I don't know if you felt this but I, I personally feel it because I know and love them as humans as well that they both bring themselves wholeheartedly to the parts and I think that's what's so beautiful is that Wicked has existed for so long and can hold so many interpretations like these characters are so iconic that um, while honoring the source material these people both bring um, who they truly are to their parts. Yeah. And, and by the way, I have to say, I know in a lot of interviews, let's be honest, a lot of folks do want to talk to them and, and it makes sense. And, um, but I actually, uh, and I would love to talk to them too. So it's, it's, it's not that they're great. Um, but I, I, I love coming to other characters in the show because, you know, they, 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 they certainly are many ways to show, but this show doesn't go on without your characters. I mean, we, you know, you need to be there. You need to be strong. Uh, and, and, and especially Jake, I mean, as well, your role uh, of Bach, it's just so present, but of course you have to interplay. There's Fiero. There's other characters, which, you know, aren't in the original wizard of Oz story. And so the, the, again, the author took some liberties in sort of creating them, but how much Jake did you like, how many times have you seen the wizard of Oz? Was that at all something that was a guide for you? Or did you say that for, for me, for Jake, got nothing to do with the wizard of Oz. I'm playing Bach in a show called Wicked. Yes. Um, so I grew up watching The Wizard of Oz with my family, watched it often. I actually watched also Return to Oz, the other movies and things that came out, and I was kind of obsessed with them. I, I watched them again when I got the job uh, before we even started rehearsals. I was like, I'm watching everything. Um, I loved <laughs> it. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, the show is has so many similarities, but is also very different. Um, Bach, like you said, is not in the movie, per se. And so like, for me, it was fun to be able to create my own version of this character for the most part of the show. And that is my version. And we get to bring ourselves to our characters as well as the witches do. And so that's a fun um, little experiment. And um, we get to play around. And like I got very lucky coming into the show with all the principles were somewhat, somewhat new at the same time. So we got to discover what our Wizard of Oz looked like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a, a blessing in disguise. So. And even that, because, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes these roles get created like the way, Wizard, who was originally played on Broadway by Joel Gray, who I've had the chance to talk to about them. I mean, sometimes you see somebody play a role and you just go, that's what I have to do. That's, but I mean, every time you're in a role, and again, you, as I mentioned, Kimberly, you've been in Hades Town, you yourself have to be in these shows and make it your own, right? Yeah, 100%. And um, uh, like I said, I think like in a, in a really good show, the bones are so good that like we can interpret them as, as much as we want to. And so I've had a lot of fun. Like I said, I mean, both of us have like a really, really fun arc in the show. And we really get to like sink our teeth into it in a way that represents us too as human beings. You know, I collect a lot of Broadway props and things. I have um, the, the green elixir from Liquid, yeah. um, Oz Ball tickets, which Joel Gray signed for me. And this is really weird, but 
it's a long story to this, but just suffice it to say that in my living room, there are various shoes around the living room. It looks like I've left shoes out, but I haven't. Um, they all belong to, you know, various Broadway stars and stuff. And, and so I actually have a pair of Nessa Rose's shoes uh, oh. that were worn by Heidi Kettenring and, oh. and Glinda's shoes. And so, which also adds a lot of fun when people come over because they're kind of like, oh, I can't get those men's boots, but what's with the high heels? Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. And of course, because they were Nessa Rose's shoes. So you'll have to sign them before you leave town. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's very special. And she was the original Chicago Nessa Rose, right? Yes, yes, she oh, was. And uh, yeah, and still prefer she was just doing Hello Dolly, just closed last week. Yes, I know, at the yeah. Marriott Theater, which I love so much. Yeah. So you guys can never leave. There's too much to do here. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay with that. It's, it's, true. it's true. I love Chicago so much. And yeah. You've got to. And, and by the way, so, you know, when people met, when people met, um, Stephen Sondheim. Uh, it was a freakout experience. I don't know whether either of you guys ever met him or had a chance to do that, but there's you did. Yes, oh, yeah. You know, I, you know I, this is not a Stephen uh, Sondheim question. I was going back to Schwartz, but Kimberly, tell me about that. Oh well, I I did Pacific Overtures at Classic Stage Company. Um, okay. It was a revival at the time, and uh, we had a beautiful, small cast. Uh, John Doyle directed it. It was going to be 90 minutes. So um, Stephen Sondheim came to our final dress rehearsal and spoke to all of us. And I was an offstage understudy for Anne Harada and Megan Masako Haley, a former Nessa Rose. And um, I got to... What was beautiful was that I got to watch Stephen Sondheim watch our show. And, and did you, and, and by the way, Megan was just here in Devil Wears Prada. So I got, yeah, I got to, yeah, she's been on the show as well. Uh, but anyway, uh, so the, what I would always hear is that when, when Sondheim was around, it was freakout time. The people just, you couldn't perform because he's there and I can't think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, when you meet somebody like that, I mean, it's, it's intimidating, of course. And I remember our cast being very stressed. Um, but I also remember him just being so gracious that we were taking his material and and um, kind of breathing some new life into it. And he was very open to the ideas that John Doyle had about the show. And even after, I remember distinctly, like my favorite memory was that he could recall measure numbers <laughs> from memory. So like he could say, oh, in this song, measure 145, this was off. And we all were like, Whoa, we were definitely intimidated. 145 has to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. However, um, his truly, like, he, he put a lot of heart into um, how he received our show that day. And, and he, uh, even though everyone was intimidated, we were all also comforted and just, like, honored to be performing for him. I, I would imagine. And so the reason I asked that question, didn't know I was going to get that story, but... Uh, <laughs> But Jake, so it was a Stephen Schwartz thing, because I asked Stephen um, before he went to, I know he was on his way over to, to see Wicked, and I said, do they know you're coming? And I, we talked a little bit about the Sondheim effect, which was they can't perform when you're there. People freak out. He said, yes, they know I'm coming. I wouldn't do that to them. Uh, so you knew. I'm sort of curious. Then what What was it? Should he have told you, or would you rather have not known? I, I personally love knowing that kind of information, just because I think that's fun to know. Some people are different. For me, I love to just because it helps me understand and like not judge myself after the performance performance is over. Um, but it was fun to know that he was out there and just like, you know, just make sure that you're doing everything right as you always do. But it's just another reminder, you know, and so being able to 
to even have a, a side with him at the end of the show and come to the stage doors. I mean, I, that, I get very excited all the time to come to the stage door and see all the people who uh, yeah. still happen to be there. But specifically when he's there, I'm like, wow, this is this is surreal, you know. Well, just to clarify, you're not saying Stephen Schwartz was standing outside the stage door waiting for you to come out, are you? Well, he was. <laughs> really? That He wasn't like inside backstage with everybody? It was um, right in Chicago. There's that alleyway here. And so yeah. Um, yeah. Was a company manager, uh, our associate director and uh, a few of the music directors on Broadway and here and the tour. And he was just talking to them, waiting for all the actors to come in. Oh, and how I- wild. And yeah. I, well, actually, I'm not even sure about this with the COVID uh, situation, Kimberly, because I mean, for a long time, there was no st- stage door, anything. Right. Are we? So we're back to being it. We can meet you backstage. I'm assuming we can't come backstage yet, though. Um, no, no. Uh, stage doors are still, unfortunately, not allowed. Yeah. Um, so that was a very special circumstance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that, and, that, and, that, and that's cool. And I'm glad. And listen, look, the fact that he even did it, right? That shows you who he is. Yeah. Uh, exactly. That he'll, he'll stand back there. So, so, Kimberly, there's something about Wicked. I mean, look, I, you You've been in a million shows. I've seen two million shows. You know, there, there's something about Wicked that when you, um, the, the effect it has on people and young people uh, of all ages. Uh, Alexandra Billings used to tell me in her metamorable role, she would come out and there were people waiting for her because of all that she and, and, and the character, but she meant to them. Mm-hmm. Do you find that more than any other show you've done, if this is a fair question, there are people who want to meet you, talk to you. Wicked, for whatever reason, Kimberly has changed their life. Yes. More than probably any show I've ever done. I mean, we get amazing stories when we leave. And even though stage door is not allowed, like we said, we do. I have, like, we have come across someone who saw the show in a grocery store or something Ah, like that. And they come up to us and they tell us the story of how much it's meant to them. And And because Jake is wearing his hat in the store so they can recognize him easily. (laughs) And um, the other day, we actually met someone who flew here from Brazil, that it was his dream since he was 14 years old. He had been listening to the cast album, and it was his dream to see this show. And he said, thank you for making my dream come true tonight. Wow. Oh, I get emotional just thinking about it because it's exactly how I felt when I saw the show when I was 16 years old. Um, it was just like such a dream. And like you said, these characters, I think mean so much to people. Like there are so many people who come up to me and say, wow, like, like Nessa Rose, like it's, it's an honor to meet you. And I'm like, wow, like I didn't know I would ever feel, I don't know. I don't know. I've never taken on something so iconic, I think. And it's, it's wild being in these shoes. Yeah. (laughs) I, I cover politics on television, so unfortunately, those are not the kind of greetings I get from people uh, when they see me. It's more like you, uh, anyway. <laughs> so, and so, Jake, how about you? I mean, and, and, and because you know, Bach is just a very identifiable character as well, and uh, and and again, because of the change he goes through, that will let people f- see and figure out. But uh, talk to me about um, what kinds of things you hear from fans, and 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 just this amazing effect this show has on people. Yes. Um- in all honesty, I'm a huge sucker for fan on fan art too, and we oh, okay. get a lot of that. And it's very, it's very special. Something that I didn't think was going to happen. So a lot of people do send us mail sometimes, and it's really cool because then I can also reach out to people who get gave it to us and thank them for it. And it's usually people who are also very touched by the show. Um, 
uh, cool moments that have happened to you. There's been like young, young mini me's, if you will, out there yes. who literally come up to this to me on the street and recognize me and be like, "Oh my gosh, did you play Bach?" And I say yes, and it's a very fun conversation. And they were like, "Can I get a picture?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like how are?" You? And I love to like get to know them. And so there's this one young young person who was like, "My my my dream role is Bach. You are amazing." And like it's. It's so wild to see how much of an impact the show leaves on them. And they're, like, shaking meeting us. And it's just, like, it's also really cool to be able to talk to these people and be like, hey, you can do this, too. It's, like, while while as special as the show is, I hope that we, we show them that you can be on stage with us at some point. You know, I, that is so very important. And I, you're saying that, I, and, I, and I just have to just reflect to both of you that, you know, when, when people recognize you, identify you. And I de- deal with it in, in a different way than you, but in my own world. And, and to me, it's just so important to, to not burst their bubble. Um, you know, here you are somebody that really matters to them, whether it's your character, they don't know you that well, but you had an effect. And, you know, imagine, I'm sure you all know the stories of stars who just dis- are dismissive and, and send them along. And man, that can just ruin a kid's life. Yes, 100%. Yes. And it also like, I don't know, coming from someone who I, I personally am a woman, a woman of color, right, and didn't see myself represented a lot on stage growing up. And so meeting young women of color who now see themselves on stage, um, whether that be through the lens of Nessa Rose or Armada Morable or whoever is um, represented and um they feel seen and they feel, Oh my gosh, maybe I can do this too. Then like, that's, that's a huge win. And like, like you're saying, like, I, I think it's really important to encourage the young people that are like seeing themselves for the first time. I think so. And I give Hamilton a lot of credit for changing that whole, it doesn't matter who plays who anymore. Uh, just get the right person in the right role. And, 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 you know, we'll accept all the changes in gender and color and race and all this kind of stuff that comes with it, uh, which is so important. So while you're here, before I, I lose you, I, of course, you know, people who watch this are Chicago fans usually. So Jake, people who are trying to find you, where are we most likely to find you in Chicago? Lou Melnati's where, where, where are you hanging <laughs> You know, I have, I'm still, I'm making my rounds around the deep dish pizza places, but right now my favorite so far, I have yet to try Lumanati's, but I love Giordano's right by the park here. I've taken my boyfriend and my mom and we've gone and Kimmy and came with me and our standby Elphaba Emily came as well. So big fan of Giordano's here. And so I think that's my, like, that's my go-to right <laughs> okay, now. Okay, dude, I, I'm sorry. I'm not doing commercial, but you need to do Lumanati's and then you need to like email me or text me or something. And, okay. <laughs> I'm a Lumalnati's fan through and through, so I will be bringing him. Yes. Have no thank, fear. You. <laughs> just, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you've got to do it. Uh, and how about you, Kimberly? Where are we likely to find you hanging? Garrett's? Oh, maybe okay. Garrett's just down the street? <laughs> My favorite spot here is the Green Mill Cocktail Lounge. Oh, On yeah. Thursday nights, they have amazing swing dancing and a jazz band. And so you could probably find me with an old-fashioned on a Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how wild. Yeah, that's coming up north a little bit, uh, which is really cool. Um, and, and do you, but Jake, have you been to Chicago before? We know that, we know, Kimberly, you played here. This is my first time in Chicago, and I'm surely in love. So I'll be back, I hope. I hope you're doing the architectural boat tour and all the stuff. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, yeah. We did the Art Institute, too. We're making all our rounds. I'm like a full-on tourist here, and I'm loving it. Sounds like Kimberly is a tour guide for you. Yes, it's amazing. (laughs) I I have been 
lucky to do a few productions in Chicago with a bunch of local Chicago actors who really showed me the ropes. And so I give credit to the actors of the Drury Lane and the Marriott Theater. And, for- you know, it's all walkable, but, you know, there's an ice cream museum near you. Yes. Yes. Okay. All the ice cream you yeah. can eat. <laughs> we'll be there. Uh, you just check it out. Blue Malnati's, Jake. Blue Malnati's, yeah. Blue, it's my fave. And so many other things as well. Uh, well, because, I mean, look, you guys are here for five weeks, so you get time to enjoy something you have to uh, and to and to really see the city. Well, I want people to just, you got to see Wicked. It's it's only, At this point, I have to say, it's only here until December 4th. Um, it, it was. It seemed like it was going to be here for so long. It actually originally played here the first time around, it, three years. Um, yeah. So I don't, that's not what you call passing through town. <laughs> but it, it had sold out audiences right through till the end. And uh, it's, it's doing that again this time around. Just amazing. And people can get tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. Uh, and we'll, of course, have all that on the website as well. Um, Kimberly Emanuel and uh, Jake Peterson, I, I, you know, you're just so lucky. I mean, I, I mean, you're immensely talented, but what great fortune is upon you to be in this show and playing the roles you do. I, I hope you take that as compliment because I, I sure mean that. Thank yeah, you. we definitely feel that. Yes, very lucky, very <laughs> honored too. Mm-hmm. So. Enjoy Chicago. I hope you come back many times. I know you were Will Kimberly and Jake. We've we've sold you now on the city. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> you have until stay on. Don't even skip your next. Where are you going to next? We go to DC, DC next for seven weeks. Well, that's kind of a nice city too. But maybe <laughs> show up late. Just spend a little more time here and and just sort of the cherry blossoms will wait. You don't don't worry about those. <laughs> Uh, well, good. Uh, Kimberly Manuel, Jake Peterson, thank you. See them in Wicked uh, over at the Nederlander Theater through December 4th. Break legs every night, guys. Such a pleasure to see you. Enjoy it. And I'm going to wait for those pizza words. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you so much. Thank you, guys. Well, if you want to know more about what we've talked about here, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Paul Lisnick. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-S-N-E-K. And I'd love to hear your comments or topic suggestions for future podcasts. You can also go to my website, paullisnick.tv. And hey, don't forget to hit subscribe on WGN Plus and iTunes. And tune in each week to hear more Insider Scoop coming to you from Behind the Curtain.